Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hey, hey, girl, you are going to love today's episode. I have the amazing Adora Evans here with me. Adora is a leading sacred sales strategist and the founder of the Rich Queen Movement. She was featured in two Napoleon Hill Foundation books and even worked on the movie The Secret. Adora is total soul sister status and we go deep with manifestation, law of attraction, growing your spiritual business, stepping into your power and so much more. This episode is packed with value and you're going to get so much out of it. So if you're loving the podcast so far, leave me some love on iTunes and come hit me up on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe. All right. So without further ado, let's welcome Adora on to the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Adora. I'm so excited to have you here and can't wait for you to share all of your magic and knowledge with everyone. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be with you. You're one of my favorite people to just talk this uh, way with. It's really fun and natural. So I'm excited. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Like everything that you're doing and everything that you're all about, it's like so aligned. I feel like we've been long lost soul sisters before we connected. Yeah. must have been mermaids or priestesses some life together on some dimension. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So I guess like, well, to open it up, what got you, I know this is a big question, what really led you to your now purpose with helping women build their empires, sell with soul, and really create their dream life and business. What was that journey? Like, what was like the the journey like? How did that start? Yeah, thanks. Um, so when I was 18 years old, I was living in a boarded up shack with no electricity. I had already been divorced. uh, And I was married to someone who was in college to be a pastor. I was certain my life purpose was mission work. And at this point, back to the shack, boarded up, you know, living on my own since I was 15. um, My life, I thought I really screwed it up. And I even messed it up with God. Like now what? you know, and, um, I'd grown up in a family that dealt with a lot of, you know, financial issues and, and just human issues, like many people, um, I had been through being molested by my favorite uncle had moved 13 times before eighth grade. My mom left and I, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Um, and so I was in the shack and uh, not paying electricity, working at a jewelry store. 
And this lady came into the jewelry store showing me these before and after photos, weight loss photos, and really pumped up about how she'd lost, I don't know, a couple hundred pounds. And, um, And I was really into taking care of my body and learning about those things. And um, so I got really excited. And then she told me, oh, and you can have a business. And um, instead of paying my electricity, I bought a distributor kit in a network marketing company. Um, And so on my little Walkman, because that's what was available back then, and I had no electricity, I was listening to this cassette tape that came inside of there. And um, it was Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn was talking about that we're all headed in some direction and we're eventually going to arrive. And he said, you're going to, it's like you're in a sailboat and um, where you're headed, that destination is based on where you've been, where you come from, what kind of choices you're making. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, that's devastating because you heard my history, right? Mm. And he said, um, the good news is you can set your sail in a new direction and it may take you longer than others, but you will eventually arrive. And that was exciting. He said, you need to go get mentors. And I thought, I've got this scarlet letter on my chest in a little town, you know, um, how am I going to find mentors? And there was literally no sheetrock in the, on the, you know, in the walls in the house. So, I mean, oh. imagine just looking in this dark, no electricity, you know, kind of thinking like, but you've got this Walkman in your ears and just feeling like, okay, well, how do I get one of those? And then he said, um, the library is full of them. Mm. They'll take their entire li- lives and put their lessons into those books for you. Mm-hmm. And it's free. And so it gives me chills. I, I, it was, uh, I read 75 self-development books that year. Wow. I listened, I can't tell you how many audio programs I had a one, I earned a one-time check of $8,753.23, which was total game changer. When you think about someone who grew up on welfare, is living in the shack, really feeling, you know, um, and so, you know, that, that for me, um, was this opportunity, like I business and the opportunity to be in business and make a difference for people because I really uh, had a lot of shame around my body, especially having been sexually abused. In hindsight, I've learned that kind of creates some things, um, dysmorphic ideas about our bodies anyway. And so, um, so discovering that there was some way that someone like me could find a place in the world and make life better was like incredible. And Stephanie, literally there were points where I would take, maybe some stranger would say to me, wow, uh, you've got such a great personality. You're going places. And I had this book called, um, it was a journal and it was called Signs of High Calling. Mm. And I, I wrote, I literally had like only eight or 10 things in there over years. Wow. But I would hang on to those words like, this is the universe. This is God, spirit telling me that I'm enough, that I'm mm-hmm. worth something, that, you know, I'm okay. And so um, that whole journey, like many people that have had an awakening or like a spiritual um, kind of aha, because it was spiritual for me. Um, you know, went like this. It's not like, oh, yay, you have yeah. this big 
discovery and then it's all success. Because I still had all of these old emotional, mental beliefs and deep, you know, lineages of (laughs) experience. And so um, I ended up getting married again, having a child, getting, having another, becoming a stripper, getting shocked and raped, having another uh, divorce, having another milestone moment of like, okay, I have to have the faith in myself that I will be able to create income some way that is outside of dancing or using like putting me in this situation that isn't like my highest vision of myself or my life, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, um, it was like either, I think it was new year's Eve or Christmas Eve is one of the holidays. I was sitting alone right after all that had happened. And I was reading think and grow rich and think and grow rich. Um, you know, I wrote that I'd love to be paid to interview successful people. Like that would be amazing. And then someone that I knew from the club randomly called me and said, Hey, there's a job that I had when I was young. I think it would be great for you. You have to go through the psychology test and the turn, you know, it's a really rigorous process. Anyway, I was like, it was a sign and I trusted this person. I dove in and um, I ended up getting the job and it was as a producer on the Discovery Channel. Wow. Like interviewing CEOs of 10 million plus companies. This is like within weeks. Um, Yeah. And so while all that was happening, there were other things happening too. Like, so I'd been this Bible club president, right? And very Christian who came to this belief that that may not be the only way, mm-hmm. you know, that there are probably lots of ways. And I was seeing things like energy moving. I was, um, the first time you started to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the first time I remember hearing, I remember hearing, okay, don't think for 20 minutes and just follow your body. And at that point I had not even read anything about yoga because yoga was a new age and it was the devil. Like I was in the Bible belt, you know? And so, um, I, I'm so chatty that I thought, how am I going to not think? Cause I'm even chattier up here, you know? (laughs) And I just remember, you know, following my body and becoming really fluid and, um, almost in this like feeling of euphoria or like I'd taken ecstasy or something. And um, I was drawn over to this plant my mother gave me and the the plant was dying. It was supposed to be standing up straight with the mother-in-law tongue. And instead it was, you know, over. And I literally had no thought. I was just feeling the plant and it was just feeling so good on my hand. Like my hand was getting a massage. And then I heard 20 minutes is up and I look over, it had been exactly 20 minutes wow. on the middle clock and the plant was straight up, girl. <laughs> it was like straight up. So I'm like going through all these things. So that I mean, that's kind of this spiritual awakening where there's like business and self-development with these like realms of, you know, things that I don't understand, but then I find things that match it like Celestine prophecy or, wow, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. It sounds like you've been on quite the journey. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it sounds like you've been on quite the journey, like all of these different facets of like the lows and the highs and the lows again, or, you know, it's, 
amazing. And it's really powerful hearing your story. I, you know, um, because I feel like everyone has their own, um, of course, journey and there's layers of spiritual awakening and there's layers of your purpose too. Um, and I believe that a lot of people shift in that sense as well as they grow. Yeah. And it can be hard to know when it's just all happening and you're doing all the work to put new stuff in. It can feel really foggy and fuzzy and you're not sure, but you just keep taking these steps that you feel you're supposed to take. And some of them are from one side of your brain. Like the books are saying, do this. And I'm taking all these strategic steps and reading all these things. And then there are all these inklings, like to even pick up that book, to even write that I wanted to do something like that. And, you know, the journey kept going. I I like to think of it going more uphill in those (laughs) waves. So not so high, not so low, but, um, but that went, that whole experience gave me an incredible skill set. And I started to be known as the celebrity connector. And so, um, I started to, I got to work on the movie, The Secret. I know I saw that. I want to dive into that. (laughs) Friends started calling and saying, Hey, can you get me in contact with this person or that person? I ended up, um, working with all the people who were in What the Bleep Do We Know. Love that movie. Really good friends with Elaine Hendricks, who was in there. Then ended up living with her in LA. Then ended up working with this designer who dressed Prince his entire career. Wow. Then I even got to dance for, with Telemundo um, around LA. And then ended up with another designer who did Philip Stein Tesla watches and all these other projects as well as being a senior writer for a fashion and art magazine in Egypt and working with all their celebrities. Um, and so all of that was like, the crazy thing about all of that is they're all very diverse things. Mm-hmm. And any one of those things, you know, before might've been like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing if I could be a professional dancer. Oh my gosh, what if I could be a professional writer? You know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what if I could work with celebrity? You know, it was almost like I got to do so many um, really beautiful things because of this culmination of, you know, spirit with business, like, and we all have our own journey, right? So. Yeah, that's amazing. So it sounds like you like literally quantum shifted into a new reality where all of these things were like coming your way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Does it, did it feel like everything kind of started gaining momentum at once? Like, was there a tipping point? I mean, you know, cause like a lot of people will say like, they've been doing all the work and, you know, I've experienced moments where I felt like I was doing all like this work for so long and then reached these tipping points also known as quantum leaps in a sense. And I don't know if like, it sounds like maybe that's kind of what happened for you as well during that time. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny, Stephanie, because I feel like there were lots of quantum leaps or milestone moments where something, where it was the right crossroads of being in my heart, uh, having a naive, playful desire and kind of, you know, imagining with it and then taking action, you know, that, I mean, it wasn't like I went out and applied for where can I go and interview successful Mm -hmm. people, right? Literally came to me. So Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about those actions we do take sometimes, like, you know, you need to get a job. Okay. Then go start applying. But 
but it's another level of action where you get these inklings and you're just like in flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes people misunderstand that sitting around magical work with the energy world, that's a major part of all of it. Mm-hmm. But then there is the actual grounding it in with your physical body through movement and, totally. and doing stuff, right? So there were those, but then there have been other points where, sorry, there, there have been other um, shifts where, you know, I got major shifts in deep self-love and allowing because there were a lot of things happening. And sometimes even though they were so great and so amazing, um, I couldn't fully let them in because I just had blocks of, of allowing the love, of allowing the worthiness, of allowing the enoughness. So there was always this kind of uh, underlying feeling of um, I'm still not good enough or they're only being nice to me because, or I'm just have this some um, weird charm that people, well, you know, and then, and the same thing with my body, there were years of doing all the work of, I love you. I love you. I love you. And then points where, you know, I look at my body all the time and no, no matter the shape or I'm just like, girl, you are fly, <laughs> you know, and it's authentic love. So, yeah. so there have been, um, maybe those are more like, maybe those are more, you know, moving from that subconscious to more mastery levels. I was going to ask you, like, I was going to ask you, like, for for people listening also, um, what what were some things that really helped you make that lasting shift? Like, you know, you, you felt like you were, you had that in the background for a long time that I'm not good enough, which is like the most common thing. What for you, what were some things that like really like, help you make that a lasting shift of, yeah, I'm enough. Like I'm awesome. Yeah. The, great question. So one for me, I I've done affirmations for over 20 years now. Um, and those are declarative, you know, speak into existence. Um, for me, I, not everybody's crazy about affirmations, but I really, um, when I say things out loud, and when I hear myself say them, they have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And when you practice that enough um, and you're speaking over your life and over the sovereign body, the sovereign land that you've been given, you're taking dominion over programming that body, right? So it's like God happening. It's God, like in the beginning was the word, you know, lots of spiritual texts talk about the power of the word. And if we are God or spirit happening in our own physical form, which I believe we are, I believe, you know, you're God, the feminines expressed as Stephanie right now. Right. And I'm, so if that's who I am and I'm co-creator with highest spirit, and this is my land, this body, this is my territory, then, um, as I'm, take responsibility for it. In other words, um, I didn't always feel enough. I didn't always feel like doing affirmations. I didn't always feel, in fact, in the beginning, more often than not, I didn't feel that way. So I had to take control over choosing that I'm going to program my body to feel and think, and I'm going to take ownership and leadership and Mm -hmm 
sovereign rulership over this. And, and so I found ways for me to do that. And one was what I was listening to. I don't listen to a lot of news. I constantly put stuff in that, um, that I'm willing for that to become a part of me. Mm. that I'm willing for that to be, you know, expressed. And because it does, it's like, it, it integrates into our being. Um, I affirm and pray chant regularly. And then, um, the third was just that this has probably been the most is just choosing that no matter what that side of myself says, I'm not enough, you know, no, no, no. Um, as long as I'm doing all the work and that's, if I didn't say that, it's like, find the work, find the teachers, find the healing retreats, always be committed to learning and taking in and growing and unveiling. Um, but you know, ultimately there came a point where I just had to go, you know what, girl, you're not ever going to feel enough. So uh, you are enough <laughs> and I got you and almost like, you know, take, I have a little eight-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and some days she doesn't want to go to school, you know? And I still have to be like, well, I love you. You adorable little thing, but here you go. <laughs> You're going to school, you know? And, um, and so there's a, a place where you just have to choose to give yourself permission. You just have to choose to have your back. You have to choose to mother yourself and be yep. like, I know you're freaking out, but you're going to show up today. I know that you're scared to write your damn book, but you're called to sit down and write, you know? It's like Like parenting yourself. Yeah. I love that you mentioned saying the affirmations out loud because I always say that too. Like um, when I say them out loud and bonus points, like look in the mirror as well. It's like, I feel a shift in my body and I even have... um, like EFT videos that I share with people. And I recommend them saying that out loud as well. Cause there is something about like more using more of your senses. I feel, you know, you can hear it, see, and then, you know what I mean? It's to get it into your subconscious to make that shift. Yeah. Well, and as far as we know, and we, there's a lot that we don't know, right? Uh, language and the the ability to articulate our thoughts and our ideas and to, you know, speak things. Um, it is one of the most powerful tools for creating our reality. You know, there are many tools. There's so many yeah. tools, but yes. Yeah, so when you when you do that, I mean, I've done everything from have painless childbirths without any drugs where I was laughing because I spoke over my body and spoke the entire pregnancy. And I knew the sex of my children, each one. I told people way before, you know, I knew so many things. Um, And with practice, when you practice becoming that main voice and clarifying your space, you know, it's like, you've got this body and it's your sovereign land. I always think of like spirits floating around in the sky. Mm-hmm. The greatest gift, if you were all allness and everythingness, which I believe we are, mm-hmm. would be to squeeze yourself into a body and be able to move matter, taste ice cream, mm-hmm. your knee, try some stuff, fall in love, you know, right, you know, go experience lovemaking and heartbreak and all of that. And so, you know, from that standpoint, 
just think about how we love to go to movies where we lose ourselves, where we cry with them, where we go on this journey with them. And as God, you know, if you wanted to have those kind of movie experiences, you would have to forget who you are Mm. um, in order to really get in there. And, um, and so I kind of play with these theories of, okay, you landed a body, you got to squeeze yourself into this property. Mm. And now it's your responsibility to occupy that space and, you know, limit Netflix and everybody else's agenda and the past and the future and the fear and the whatever, and determine okay, what am I doing with my land? What Mm -hmm. am I doing with my life? You know, my queendom, my kingdom. I love that. I love the way the analogy you use and like the way you describe that. It's so powerful. Mm. In essence, like take control of your life and your body and decide and declare what you're creating. Yeah. And then let everybody else out, you know, put your little bubble up and it's not rude. It's like, you're in your home. I'm in my home. It's very kind thing to have our own little caves and spaces and stuff. Right. So often what's ruling our lives are old agendas, other people's opinions, fear of other people's opinions, you know, um, or just mindless, you know, Oh, here's not, so in my opinion, we're praying all the time. So like when you're worrying, you're praying for what you don't want. When you're in gratitude, you're calling in what you do want. Call it law of attraction, prayer. I call it like we're gods, goddesses, queens, kings walking about, right? Mm -hmm. Co-creating. And so when you're, when you're not aware of that, what happens is your mind looks like, uh, cheeseburger or keto? What am I going to work out? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, Walmart. Oh, what's that on social media? Oh, nah, nah. oh blah, blah, blah. and yeah. so your, your prayers distracted. are muddled. Yeah, it's muddy. You're getting a little this, little that, little this, you know, whole bunch. So when you, and not that, you know, we all just walk around with clear minds, but you do with practice through meditation, through EFT, like mm-hmm. your videos, through doing affirmations through doing the deeper dives and then choosing where are you going with your life? And then, then like, you know, guiding yourself there, not just sitting around and feeling about it and theorizing about it, but now, okay, what am I going to do with this? Mm -hmm. Take responsibility for it and parent yourself to the actions. All right. Now you're going live on Facebook. Yeah. Jungle with 20 people. (laughs) Now you're going, whatever that is for you. Right. Yeah, so true. And you can apply all of this to like every area of your life, like just the the act of taking action and doing the things that scare you, getting out of your comfort zone, um, especially when growing your business too. And like, I, I love how you are like really helping people in that sense with selling and like, because... I feel like so many people, I mean, we've all been there who who are growing their business feel or have felt at some point scared to sell or share their services or uh, receive a lot of financial abundance from their spiritual work. 
Um, so I'm kind of switching gears a little bit here. Cause I yeah, would love, that's to, right. I love it. I would love to hear like your take on this. Cause I think it will, oh, I know it will really help people that are listening as well. And it's something you're super passionate about. And I can see how everything that you've been sharing up to this point can, you can relate it so much in this way as well. Yeah. So I, you know, our, our businesses and our lives or our careers, um, we spend so much of our time, you know, dedicated to the way that we bring money into our household to provide for ourselves, for our loved ones. And when we're not aligned with how we're bringing the money in and we're angry or we're upset or resentful or bored or just not in our A game, then the money that we're bringing in doesn't have that energy of like, it's like, loaded. It's like dirty money in a way, you know, because it's neutral, but the energy is, this is the way you're ushering someone in. It's like when you go to a store and someone's like, you know, ew, what are you, you know, they can't be bothered, but they're supposed to be serving you the way that you feel versus when someone's like, oh, hey, how was your day? Smiling, right? So, so the things that we do for our work, I think are so important, which is why I think it's so awesome that we live in a time where we can create businesses we can, or we can go serve businesses that we're passionate about. But I think that it's one, so important to figure out how to do that. And if you can't do that, then figure out how to do the work to start to bring your purpose into the work that you must do. So in other words, if you've got this job, you have 20 kids and you feel like there's no way you could leave this job and there are no other options for you. I think there still are other options. But if you feel that there are no other options, the starting point or even in transitioning is how do you find out your soul gift, soul purpose, and start to bring that to the work that you do and bring the gratitude, the love, the presence, the purpose, so that you have purpose-filled prosperity. Mm. For one, that's a game changer. It's going to like change the way that you are um, receiving the money that you're receiving. And then the other side is when you have a business and you've got this great service, one of the hardest things can be that many people end up doing all these free sessions mm-hmm. for their friends or really like barely making it or having to have other jobs to support their hobby of paying for their certifications yeah. and the stuff that they're holding that um, that many people never even get to really bring their work to the world or they start doubting themselves or their um, and they don't get to bring real transformation to people often because they're just doing these little one-off sessions instead of offering like a full experience of transformation that could really, you know, yes, you're going to charge more for it, but your clients are going to vest more. They're going to be excited about what they're doing and they're going to get a better experience because one, you're not you know, working 10 jobs while you're trying to like serve them. So you're nourished, you're feeling well. And two, so you're being the best for them. And two, you know, what people, um, what we pay for, we value, you know, Mm -hmm. we tend to value it more um, because we spend our life energy gathering that money, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. Um, 
I think it's really important for people um, in business. You have to learn how to um, ask for the money, receive the money, or get someone on your team who knows how to ask for the money and receive the money or else it's really hard to stay in business. And, and then you don't get to, you know, you stay in business, you get to live your purpose, your passion, you get to give your gift to the world and still get to be with your family and have, you know. Yeah. And have more creative energy and purpose and freedom. Yeah. So what are some things that have helped you or have helped, you know, your clients of yours, like, really begin to open the doors to receiving when it comes to their services. And, and I feel like, you know, it's with like anything, 90% mindset and energy of like, you know, allowing yourself to feel worthy enough. But like, wh- what do you feel is some, something helpful or tangible that maybe... Yeah, I've, a few couple of basic things. One, and I'll give something for everyone in the process. So if you're just starting, you've got to look at okay, if I'm offering one-off sessions, how can I create a five-session package with you know, some supporting meditations or some supporting things? Um, and then you know, become very clear that you're willing to do maybe one one-off session with someone, but after that, you're only going to allow yourself to take people through a full transformation. So... Um, so then begin to invite people into that greater package, you know, and that's pretty simple. Like it doesn't sound so simple at first because you're like, no, I need all those one-on-one, you know, (laughs) things. But, um, but really when you explain, Hey, look, you've, it's taken you a long time to get where you are. And for you to really get the transformation that you're wanting right now, we're going to need more time together and some processing time. And I, um, value my time and feel best when I watch people go through that full transformation. So this is how we're going to do it. Right. So, and then really sit with and think about, you know, um, did you like going to the gym just one time and doing a crazy, awesome workout and done? Or was it that, you know, consistency mm-hmm. of working? Stephanie, I know you were a trainer before, right? Mm-hmm. So that consistency of someone guiding you and helping you stay accountable and be on track, um, that's what gets the change, you know? It does. Yeah. And so that that's one thing. For people already who have already packaged up an offer, but then when they get to the money or they get to expressing it, and I'll talk some mindset things in a minute too. But when you get to expressing it or doing that intake call, um, because what is likely going to happen or what I suggest anyway, is that you, you know, you have your offer together, then you create an invitation for people to talk about being with you and um, what it could be like to work with you, right? So when they have that call with you, um, for me, this call is what I'm really looking to um, change out in the industry. It's my one of my core focuses right now mm. that this call, um, instead of being this sales call where you're trying to get them to see that they should work with you or you're trying to see if they're a match for you while those are true, really what it is, is this is... Uh, 30 minutes to an hour that you're going to spend with another human being. It's your life 
happening again. So if you're the way that we have a great life is we string a ton of really great moments together. Mm. That's why the, the magic is in managing the moment that you're in. Because if you don't manage the quality of how you're feeling, expressing, experiencing in the moment, and you're so thinking about the future moments mm-hmm. in anxiety and drive and not in the moment, then life leaves you, right? You feel like you didn't live any of it. So. Yeah. So this is one of those sacred moments. So that's the first thing is to realize this is a holy moment. My life is happening and the quality of my life will be measured, you know, by one of, this is one of the moments, you know, hold on one moment. There we go. My computer is going to die. And so um, with that understanding when you come to the call, realizing like, Hey, it's not, it's not about me. It's not, it's about, I'm about to connect with a human and Mm -hmm. we're going to have a holy moment together. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be with, I'm going to enjoy my life right now. And I want them to enjoy their life. Yeah. And then, um, and then I look at it also like an opportunity to build my legacy. So whether or not this person's going to buy from you, the way that they feel when they leave you Mm. um, is, is, you know, I can't tell you how many times people cry on my calls or we're laughing and shimmying, you know, or whatever. And I've, I've had women say, how do you make people, how'd you make me cry? I want to make people cry on my calls. And I'm like, well, it's not the end goal. The goal is human to human, sacred moment, connect. Now they're coming to you. If they've gotten to a call, they're coming to you because they believe that you may have a solution for them. Mm -hmm. They're curious about it. So then it's just about really listening so hard. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you? What's going on in your world, you know, and listening listening and not just trying to memorize all the words, but listen to what, what's really the struggle here. What's going on? Where are they blocked? Ask good questions, Mm -hmm. you know, around that. And then once you have that intuitively, things may come up. I mean, I've been on calls where I'm very direct and I was talking to a woman who um, is a lead psychologist in another country and she's much older than me. And she was like, I don't want to do that. And it was very very interesting. I don't get many calls like that. And I raised my voice and was like, you know, look, you're not where you want to be. And there are people less qualified than you that are because they took this action, you know? And she was like, oh my gosh, you're you know? So, um, so there's that intuitive side too. That's not about technique. It's about if you never see this person again and you can hear a struggle or pain for them, it is your responsibility. If you actually could serve them Mm -hmm. to be a fierce stand for them making that choice. It does not mean being pushy. It doesn't mean being attached. It doesn't mean being annoying or like assuming that it is for them. Yeah. I've had people, I could totally, you know, relate, obviously like people sometimes have a hard time deciding if they're scared. And it's like, if, if it's a fuck yes, and they're like, I really want to do this, but I'm scared. Then it is like our job to at least coach them through that fear Mm -hmm. and help them really, you know, take the leap if that's what they really want to do. And the only thing that's holding them back is fear. 
There's a big difference between like guiding someone through the process and being pushy, like huge difference. Huge difference. And when you, when you do it well, listening, and when I'm saying doing well means listen to this human being and what they're struggling with. And if you have answers or see patterns or you're getting, I've been on other sessions where energy started moving and I was like, hold on, I just need to move this. What's that about? And I started seeing candy hearts in the air and it ended up that her and her ex-husband were married on Valentine's day, you know? So like those are two totally different types of coaching calls, right? Based on what came up in the space. But if you're attuned to the space, then it's not about technique. There is a certain structure Mm -hmm. that you can guide and lead through. Um, I think sometimes healers tend to leave people feeling really great, but not knowing what the outcome was too. Mm -hmm. So that's when you'll get someone who's like, yes, I'm in. I love you. That was amazing. And then they go shoot and they're like, but wait, I... I was going to spend $2,000 for what? What? I can't spend $2,000, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's the other part too of making it really clear. Like here's the outcome that we're going to go for if you're working with me. So is that, if that's the outcome that you want, you know, and then giving them some urgency to take action. Yeah. Huge, which I know some people don't like the act now bonus or the, all that stuff, but you know what? Um, there's a period of time, there's a small window when you and I and most people, when we're ready to shift something and we're ready to finally take action on, on something. And that window comes from either fed up or desperation or some feeling of like contrast or inspiration but it's, there's like this little window. And when we take action in that window, our whole world can completely change. Mm. Like, you know, you completely can mean the difference in finding your soulmate, having your dream body, Mm. launching your business. Right. Yeah. And, And so that's another part that your job, if you're holding that sales call is realizing this person has they're going to tell you how long they've struggled with it, Mm -hmm. how long they've wanted it to change. And they're in this window. So it's your job to incentivize them to take action in that window, not because you're going to get money in your account right away, which is nice. It's a nice little reward. Um, But it's because it gets them uh, to take action and start moving versus like three hours later Mm -hmm. when margaritas have hit in and their friends (laughs) told them, you know, you're being stupid. Or the man said, I'm sorry, honey, take me back. And maybe she just wanted to leave the guy finally or, you know? Um, so understanding that and holding it, not as a pressure, but with that intention of this is a sacred time, sacred crossroads, Mm. someone's journey. And, you know, I'm going to give everything that I can if it is meant for them to have a wonderful experience on this call and, you know, build my legacy. Cause if you do that, you're, you'll always remember each other, whether or not you work together. Yeah. And then the other side of it is like closing ratios go up. I mean, my 70%. Yeah. It's because you're detached from the outcome. You, you want to genuinely help them, but you also are not in that needy, desperate scarcity energy. There's like, 
you know, it's a common thing depending on where people are in their, in their business, you know, but it's totally different. And it's so much easier when you just like, you know, go into it with like the structure and the flow. (laughs) Yeah. We need both masculine, feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels really good too. It is sacred. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a spiritual. It's a spiritual process. It's a spiritual calling, mm-hmm. even because um, there are people running down these paths that they don't want to be running down, and they they for whatever reason don't know how to get the support that they need or the hand that they need or to allow themselves to receive. So when you choose to be the person to go, Hey, you can do this and you're worthy and it's time. Like, when is it time for you to own your life? You know, when you get to be that advocate and you do it in that loving way, not in this like, crusade kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's so beautiful because that's a life that now can end up being like they live with their soulmate. They travel the world doing, they leave a job that they hate. They make beautiful jewelry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was powerful. And I'm sure like very helpful to a lot of people to shift like their mindset and energy around just showing up with love, like leading with love and inspiring people into action. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. I I think there, another thing I'm passionate about um, along those lines are there are some people who, especially younger or in a crossroads that are like, you know, know they want to do something, but they don't know what, or they want to increase their income, but they don't know how, or they'd rather be at home with their children. And so if you learn the power of selling in this sacred way, you can always have a place in the marketplace and find a career working from home, doing, aligning with companies that you love and going on, you know, as a commission salesperson, you could do that from California, Japan, you could do it any, you know, or you could go join an actual um, company. But the beautiful thing about that is when you do that, you're driving economy and you're making such a difference in the world. You're providing for all these, you know, that allows jobs to keep going, families to take care of their kids, people to keep buying Gucci, you know, (laughs) it allows for all that stuff to happen. And, um, and it's such a powerful, powerful skill when done well, you know? So I love teaching women like, because that was the game changer for me, bringing it back to the start, right? It started in a direct sales company, which was game changer. I realized, oh, I entrepreneur, there's a path for me, self-development, a thing. Then it moved to, you know, high-end selling on television, uh, on the Discovery Channel, which gave me incredible skills and also totally up-leveled my income, but also Mm -hmm. my ability to influence and impact and all these great experiences. So learning that skill for anyone that isn't sure, I think is such a great place to start because you can go 
serve all these different companies and figure out what you want. And you will always have a job and you don't have an income cap. Mm-hmm. Especially if you learn high end. I think network marketing companies are amazing if you're going to play the long game and really build a team. Mm-hmm. But if you learn to sell something higher end that you're really passionate about and that makes a difference, um, again, you could be working with Tony Robbins, Stephanie. Yeah. You could be working with <laughs> Boss babes. <laughs> so what is like high end to you? Or do you focus mostly on like helping people with their one-on-one programs or like signature offers? Yeah. So for me, it depends on the client, but it's, it's their group program. So it may be one-on-one or their high end group. Um, and that depends on the person. Again, that could be, you know, anywhere for some people just starting it's a thousand dollars is high end, you know, because they've been selling hundred dollar sessions. But, um, uh, so I lead the Ingrid sales team and I coach the divas in there and sales. And for most of them, that program's a 15 to $25,000 program mm. that she has a $5,000 version too. And most of the, the students in there, um, are, you know, offering somewhere between they starting $2,500 cause it feels like crazy to ask that much, you know, up to, to 15 to wow. 25,000. Yeah. That's amazing. And I feel like having uh, options for people is uh, like a really powerful too. I noticed that like, um, for me personally, like I have many different offers and I find that, uh, a lot of people go on a journey and they like to, you know, <laughs> the people who end up doing my higher end group or one-on-one have usually, not all the time, but usually have done something of mine that opened the door for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is really nice to have lots of offers. What I do like about packaging up high end pretty early on, if it's in your own business, is that you can get cash flow going really? and you get some soulmate clients, you get to go really deep with, you you can learn like what's the favorite things is your so you're less stressed than trying, you know, whenever you've got little uh ten dollar offerings and yeah. nine dollar and couple which is all great. But when you're first starting, it, it takes some stamina and some passion mm-hmm. to uh, ride the learning curves. There's so much to learn, There's right? So much to learn, yes. <laughs> and you don't need to need it, know it all at once, by no, or ever, really. Ever, no, no. So no, yeah. So high end makes it pretty simple because you yeah. can get the cash flow going in the door, and then hire some help here and there, and figure out what you want, what's your favorite next thing to do. I love, personally, I love group. I teach. So do I. Yeah. I rarely take on uh, one-on-one just Mm -hmm. because the group activation is so beautiful. Yes. That's actually the name of my mastermind, Activation. Is it really? (laughs) I just started it last night with a group, a small group of people, but I agree. Like for, for me personally, like I feel that, um, the group aspect, just the energy and, and the container of having other women on the same wavelength, working towards a similar vision, similar goal, is like everyone gets what they need and the, the energy is really powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like a sacred circle. It totally <laughs> is. It totally is. Yeah. Love that. And that's like the best way to scale your business too. Mm-hmm. High end and group stuff. 
high-end group stuff. And if you don't know what to do, then go find one of the coaches that you love. Yeah. You can serve them on their sales team, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's actually a, a great idea. Yeah, that's, that's, so the certification program that I put together is sacred selling, um, sacred high ticket selling. And so it's meant, um, I'll be teaching this group exactly how do you sell high end, get to the yeses, do it in a sacred way, you know, all of the meditations so that you can align because you have to align with receiving and allowing and all that jazz. Um, and it's meant so that people can either apply it in their own business or they'll actually be in a group where there are opportunities to go work for different companies that are looking for commission-based high-ticket salespeople. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. So awesome. So is that, can people find, where can people find you? Or do you have anything that you want to share while we wrap it up? Because this was freaking awesome. I'm sure a lot of people are like, okay, I want to know, you know, where else I can learn from Adora and see everything that's going on. Yes. Awesome. So thank you. Well, um, anyone who's considering selling high end or would like to up their, up level their game or in their own business or elsewhere, you can, um, because you were listening to this podcast, can book a complimentary call with me where we can look at um, if you're looking to support another company, well, what kind of company would you want to support? And is it like, is it workable with the life that you have and what your goal is? Um, and if you're already, if you already have a business, we can look at how would you, you know, package that up or what's going on in your calls that isn't working. So, um, you can book a complimentary call um, and you'll get either me or one of my team members. And you can do that by going to um, adorachrystal.youcanbook.me. Cool. Yeah. We have an actual site up, but right before... Um, I actually she may have it here. Hold on. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, good. And I'll have another one for you too. Cause my little web designer was like hustling. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, Oh no, I was building it in this other pit. Yeah. She was building an order form and said, anyway, it's all good. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give you the. Awesome. And people can find you on Facebook just by searching Adora Evans, right? Yep. You can find me by Adora Evans or Adora Crystal. I do. Okay my business page. I do a lot of lives there about, um, selling with soul or manifesting. Yes. Yeah. All the goodness. Wow. Awesome. So I'll have all of this in the show notes for you guys listening and man, Adora, thank you so much. I feel like we can go on literally forever. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like but, it too. I'm glad you're in Texas. Yeah. You know, we're going to get it together one day. No, I can't wait. But thank you so much for sharing like all of your, not even all of it, but so much of your magic in this episode. And with everyone, I feel like we went, we covered a lot of different things and your story is so inspiring and Mm. empowering and just really appreciate you taking the time to really just jam out and go all in. I love the way you say jam out. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me here and giving me the space to share with your community and with you. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, I appreciate you too. And I hope all of you guys listening have a magical day. Woo! Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. 